0: The following programme is sponsored by Tiptree Fruit Growers and Preservers. Hello, welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening, this edition brought to you by Tiptree. Well, for as long as I can remember, Ken Crowther has been reporting on the development of the new growing system at the Tiptree Fruit Farms, especially for strawberries. Well, it's up and running, and they've been picking strawberries for some time. Ken caught up with Andre Ivanov at Tiptree to find out more.
1: When did you pick your first fruit in this new unit?
2: In this new unit, we were really early. Early for us, and uh, that was first uh, pick was done 21st of April, which is a month earlier than the outside strawberries, outside or on uh, the different car- yeah.
1: yeah, A month earlier, um, so, so that's really significant when you're selling strawberries because of the price isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it, it is much much better and that's, how, that's our expectation because this is a completely sealed unit Uh, Climate, automatically climate controlled and that's the idea of uh, the whole thing, uh, the whole concept uh, to get it a little bit earlier and that will give us that uh, extension of the season so you get fruit a bit earlier and then towards the end of the season we will do exactly the same. We're going to be picking probably a month later than the outside uh, tunnels.
1: Now, just to remind people, this is the system where I'm going to call them gutters because it's the easiest way of describing it. The strawberries yeah. are growing in gutters, but they're actually only about half, less than half a metre apart, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they are. We're actually using the 100% of the growing uh, surface area, so no, not even an inch is wasted. So that's how, you know, uh, intense it is, uh, intensive growing system. And uh, it helps reducing the footprint because we, having comparing to what we've got outside tunnels, comparing to the new system, we've got 2.7 times reduction in footprint.
1: That's incredible, isn't it? It really is. Really impressive. And that can only be achieved because they're on they're on chains or and they go up and down and allow the pickers to go through with one above their head and one at the level that they can pick at. It's a very clever yeah, idea.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's that's the clever bit because everyone is kind of thinking how do you pick? You know, they're high up, they're all in one level, how do you see everything? But actually they move up and down. Every other row alternates, so every other row either moves up or down and you create that galley for the people to pick.
1: Now. We talked about the first flush, very successful because it was earlier uh, therefore, and a good crop, generally, across the board. What variety are you growing in here now?
2: This uh, variety, better variety, called Murano. And uh, from our trials last year with uh, four different varieties, uh, different planting densities and everything we, we've we kind of a stuck with this variety and this year we've got only one variety and one single density and we'll see how it's going to work at the moment we're extremely happy and it looks like fantastic as you can see the They're strawberries here. Yeah, this is a second flush and I hope we'll get the result at the end.
1: So that's interesting. You're now second flush. I mean, I can see fruits. Very large fruits, a lot of them, because that's the first first fruit, isn't it, of the cluster?
2: Yeah. The, the, normally, the first the first berry of the cluster, it's a big berry, they're and after big. that, it, it drops in size a little bit. But they're just just right, I think. Nice and uh, yeah,
1: big shape. It is interesting that if you look on the on in a supermarket or a farm shop, that actually strawberries generally have got bigger, haven't they? Over the years, do you think so? I I would say
2: yes, with the certain varieties, but not all varieties. You normally you you probably now came at the and the you know day when you've got the first berry on the. So you think first that class, is the uh, really that's that's the real yeah big uh, fruit. But later, uh, after this couple of pickings,
1: you get a mix.
2: You're gonna get a mix, and uh, the berry size will drop a little bit.
1: Right. Does it make any difference? I mean, selling them, does it matter whether they're large, small, or does it affect the price?
2: No, it's not affecting the price. Some people prefer uh, bigger berries, some people prefer small berries in the panet.
1: Simple as that. Now, this second flush, uh, we've, on the way here, we drove past the other tunnels, which we call the outside, even though they are tunnels. Now, they're just, they look the same because they've got their first flush is that right
2: yeah uh, outside we're just picking the first flush now which that... is a month later That's even a good for not it? For, yeah a good month later even it is uh, the same variety planted about the same time it still you know gives the, this this new structure gives the advantage of that earliness
1: and the density is way above as you said this one so in fact area for area the production in here is much higher much better but of course the cost of the kit is a lot more isn't it
2: it it is it's actually balanced the cost of the actual structure is much higher than outside but on a longer term if you look at 10 years time actually that that cost will become uh, exactly the same as the outside ones
1: so and better fruit More controlled, as you say, because it's enclosed, you can control the quality of the fruit much easier as well, can't you?
2: It is, yeah, all controlled environment for disease. For for disease, disease pressure is much less here because uh, the climate changes not as sudden as outside, it's much controlled, you you just uh, maybe heard a little opening on the windows, Mm. it's it's like reacting, it's an active uh, system really, it it looks after those parameters which are set on the computer all the time to to keep the optimum temperature humidity uh, for the plant all
1: the time. Pollination? Do you have to add bees because it's enclosed? That,
2: that, that's the one thing which we actually we have to do unfortunately. Outside uh, all the tunnels, which are open tunnels, uh, we rely on natural pollinators, different insects, bumblebees, uh, honeybees. Here, because it's a closed structure, we have to introduce pollination and we use uh, natural bumblebees for, for pollination.
1: Well, I'm very impressed. It's lovely to come back and have another look at them, Andre. Um, I think it's just my job now to taste them, don't you?
2: You're very welcome, and you'll be the ultimate judge for that.
0: Wonderful technology, but it's still good to know that bumblebees are involved. The strawberries and the new way of growing them at Tiptree. But it's not just strawberries that you'll see on the fruit farms in Tiptree. Think of all those wonderful British fruits, like cherries.
1: Well, Andre's brought me down to another part of the farm here at Tip Tree and we are amongst the cherries. Now, what is fascinating to me is these cherries are obviously of several years on. I looked at them a couple of years ago. The cherry tree has grown to a certain degree, but they're not massive, are they? Because they're not intended to be, because they're under polythene, aren't they?
2: Yeah, the the, the tree is growing and growing, but we don't leave it to do that. We prune it the way we like it to do to, to perform. So we're cutting the top branches and spreading it sideways. And we would like to create a wall of fruit instead of height gaining on height. And that's why the cherry is small. And also because uh, they are under polytunnel, we would like to have as much air movement as possible over the top before it reaches the, the, the roof of the, of the polytunnel and the polytunnel actually protects it and gives it a better uh, growing environment but not only for the growing environment and the, the poly, it's, we call it, it's umbrella for the fruit, it's protecting the fruit. The cherries known is known, or the cher- uh, berry is known for splitting. If it gets humid, if it gets
1: uh, well, wet, on, wet
2: it. on it and the skin splits and at that stage, bacteria enters, you get botrytis, and it's... Off you go. Then you've got unusable, a pro- real problem. A real problem. That's why we've got the tunnels over them.
1: And you got nets on the front to stop the birds.
2: Nets are really important <laughs> because uh, without the nets, we won't have a, even a cherry here. With the number Good. of birds around, not even a cherry.
1: Now, this year, <clears throat> you know, we're saying on gardening programs, of course, that... Uh, lot of flower lot of fruit you know because the ground conditions have been a bit different this year and looking at your cherries some of them are abundant but the size you get more cherries but they're smaller aren't they it it, it is like that unfortunately we had a nice uh,
2: lots of flowers and we started to worry at that stage we know what's going to happen most of those flowers will set and then what you see now, you end up with loaded with cherries. And then there's another issue: dry, uh, the size will drop because literally the trees cannot cope with to get uh, you know everything fed to the maximum to get the size where you see some of the varieties got less of a set, so sm- uh, less berries but much bigger size.
1: So you've picked already? Were they? Were they a larger cherry or were they the, the variety that you've picked okay? The, the,
2: the first variety which we picked, there were bigger cherries because we didn't have so much. But uh, this variety, which is uh, some birds here... That's the next one to go, isn't that, it? That's next one to go. And uh, that's overloaded, unfortunately, and we can't do much. Some people do go and uh, tin the cherries. So pick the green berries when they see they're too many. But we didn't do that because that was sort of insignificant cost, really, and we decided to leave them. we hoping for right weather so they can, uh, yeah, uh, gain maximum size.
1: So, how many varieties have we got growing in here now in this area?
2: In this area, we've got six different varieties,
1: and they will all follow each other pretty well.
2: That that was the initial idea of putting it, uh, uh, how we put it. We want a longer season because as you know, when the cherry is ready, all of the berries are pretty much ready. You pick them at once and you've got a huge issue selling them, uh, you know, uh, using them for something, a lot of fruit at once. So that's why we've put six different varieties which will follow each other and we will have uh, extension of our season. Say, if you've got single varieties, it's about two weeks top, If you've got uh, six different varieties, we're hoping to get that up to, yes, six, eight weeks,
1: 12 weeks period. And that's a much better way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, It's fascinating because they do vary in colours a bit. What was the first variety you said?
2: First variety picked was Regina.
1: And what colour is that? Is that a deep red one? Uh,
2: It's Deep red one, yes. Most of them, uh, not most of them, all of them are deep red one. But yeah, the moment, They vary the red.
1: Oh, the, I see. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I understand now. We've got six varieties, and the yeah, red depends, depends on, on the, the ripeness. Matter, yes. Because, as we say, the one that you're looking at for the next picking is a rich crimson, isn't it? And it's some of them are darkened, but they're not all darkened, are they? They're,
2: they're not all darkened, but slowly they will, and that's when they're ripe and ready for picking.
1: And, of course, if I look across... The, the area you get down to some where they're sort of they've gone from green to cream with a touch of red but they're not anywhere near red are they? That,
2: that, that's why they, they'll fall after the summer sun uh, yeah variety.
1: Are red cherries the most favourite because there are varieties that are yellows aren't there but it, I take it red is traditional and people want red cherries is, it? is that right?
2: It is uh, I believe it is uh, we all grow on our site uh, red cherries, so we haven't grown any of the yellow ones. Uh, some people in the country do them, but, uh, yeah, they're not very popular, apparently. No, I don't I suppose, know why.
1: No, I suppose if you if you ask the average person what colours are cherry, they'll say red, yes. won't they? They expect they, they them would. to be yes, red, don't they? that's what
2: they're used to. Uh, but, yeah, I, I guess probably the yellow ones will may gain popularity in popularity in years to come, who knows but at the moment yeah the cherry is red
0: different colored cherries eh? you'll be telling me that you can get purple carrots next oh you can uh, that's ken crowther at the fruit farms in tiptree speaking to andre your mouth's watering already hey eh? strawberries and cherries listen for our next podcast here on world radio gardening thank you for listening to this one This program was sponsored by Tiptree Fruit Growers and Preservers, established in 1885.